There's Allie, and uh, tonight we're going to have, again, Motor Tire Robbie Guy, a uh, regular here. And then uh, I think Dima has just gotten back from uh, Mexico, uh, t- taking a siesta down there for a while, and we'll hear some tales. And uh, Wade Boyd, as usual, will be here as our host and uh, get some stories out of you. So anyhow, uh, get us a second here, put the uh, show together, and uh, listen to some music. Cheers.
Yari yar. So we got a full house tonight. Uh, Milk Crate Brian, Robbie Motor Tire Guy, Mr. Wade Boyd, Subculture Racing, and uh, soon to be have Dima here. Uh, uh, get back to you in about five minutes and we'll get the show going. Cheers.
Black Angel for having the soundtrack here. One of Pamtastic's favorite bands, and Jonathan's as well. And uh, we're here in the heart of a uh, mission at Meany Radio, and uh, we're at Racers Alley. And uh, tonight we're having a nice uh, evening here in San Francisco. It's uh, pretty quiet after holidays go, and uh, beautiful out. So uh, tonight we have uh, Milk Crate Brian, uh, hello. Robbie. Hello, hello. Say hi, guys. And then we got the Robbie Motor Tire guy. It's freezing outside. It's freezing. It's always cold. Compared to anywhere else, though. And, uh, of course, Mr. Wade Boyd, Subculture Racing. Hey, mate. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. So, how, how's your holidays, guys? Anyone do anything special? Eating a lot. Eating a lot. I was freezing my butt off in Chicago. Chicago. Get any of that deep dish pizza? Uh, yeah, I got some deep dish, and I came back with a couple pounds of Italian beef, so I have to make Ooh. you guys an Italian beef sandwich one of these days. Boy, if Chris King were here, he'd totally take you up on it. That's his favorite thing in the whole world, Yeah, Italian smuggle beef sandwich. it right through TSA. Yeah, it's, if you it's freeze very... liquids, they let you through with them. That's how I got the gravy pie. Oh, really? Yeah, you just <laughs> freeze it solid, and they dink, dink, dink on top of it. And uh, check it. I think Wade's gotten that way with the uh, freezing <laughs> stuff getting to the aisle as far as burritos and such you know it's yep. Like, yep. <laughs> right on and uh let's see robbie you just went home uh to your to your family in uh, la about a month uh, two uh, weeks ago for family traditions more like a month ago month ago wade uh, sunday morning ride how was that great we had a dozen riders dozen riders nice and the weather seemed to be perfect perfect a little windy a little nippy but it was perfect and we were like the only ones on the edge of the world nice because uh, obviously everyone's home for the holidays so uh, nice yeah. free roads and uh, just have to change your breakfast donation right uh, breakfast destination right yeah I went to the IHOP in San Rafael <laughs> damn oh boy yeah exactly it's the one year that you don't eat like a king on the we Sunday morning one, ride yeah once, once a year twice a year <laughs> next weekend too yeah right on right on so uh, let's see here let me think a couple of sponsors here uh, me any radio of course subculture racing motor tire guy uh tokyo moto now that's an interesting thing we're going to be closed for a couple of weeks out there we're actually going to be moving to a bigger shop yay. And, uh, yay. Yay. yay and out of the you know the area we're at now they're going to be tearing down and put a, a bunch of big old uh, skyscrapers uh anyhow uh Welcome. Uh, we're going to be there. And uh, let's see here. Uh, I want to say within three weeks to a month, we're going to be over at 50 in Dejaro. 50 in Dejaro. It'll be a nice, a little, little bit larger shop. A lot nicer area. You're not going to run into a lot of the riffraff and, and uh, the uh, debris around that. And uh, a lot of nice places to eat, actually, around there. Is so it true? Nice they're thing. grand opening, you'll have a kegger party? 
Oh, well, uh, I guess if it's true, if you say so. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. We'll just have to deal with the... Uh, general owner there but yeah we're gonna have a, we're gonna we're gonna have a nice uh, grand opening party it'll be it'll be a neat time really you know and uh yeah uh, motor tire guy how's biz slow but not dead but slow yeah this time of year it's normal you know, yeah everyone's going and then uh, they're just actually doing whatever it is besides motorcycle except for wait on the sunday morning ride which is a really nice time so the new year's mm-hmm. ride's gonna do it yeah, so last day of the year and the new and the first day of the new year. So it's going to be a two day ride, Sunday and Monday. Uh, if we're all excited, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it's Tuesday. Uh, yeah. What uh, New Year's is Tuesday? Someone yeah. get a map. Okay, interesting. That'll be fun time. Just fun, like fun Christmas. Time. Just like Christmas. Right on, right on. So yeah, uh, please join us at our new shop uh, in the future. It'll be a fun time and uh, a whole new change, a whole new way of life, you know. And uh, shortly, uh, we're going to have uh, Demetri here from uh, MotorHubSF.com. He just got back from Mexico, and uh, boy, it'll be interesting to have his tales, you know. <laughs> well, he's already complaining how expensive it is here. Well, I mean, uh, you were just there as well as, uh, you know, uh, Brian. I mean, it's definitely a different way of life and he's definitely um he's accustomed you know and everything's cheap and i guess there's no stress right yeah nobody's all wound up and it's not a rat race down there yeah everything's nice and cheap the dollar goes really far yeah that's uh so that's what makes me it just you know the allure to it you know i have a bunch of friends and yeah truly they'd rather be expats and just stay over there (laughs) not to steal dimitri's thunder but i'll tell one of his stories so uh you know he's used to getting 10 15 a night rooms down in uh, baja and he's uh riding home um through california and it's like christmas eve and he's freezing his niggers off and uh he had to get a hotel room and he goes to motel six and it's like 80 85 dollars and he's flipping out no. and he gets this crummy room and he looks at the mattress and there's cigarette burns in the mattress and everything for, for 86 dollars <laughs> well, i was worried off. about bed bugs and everything else you know but yeah every now and then you literally get a roach motel but i mean from coming down there where everything costs nothing i mean that's a deal and also i guess you guys when you go out there do you sleep outdoors i mean brian did you do any outdoor camping out there or? no i'm not a camper i have a hard and fast rule against camping well, I'll me as well yeah exactly i'm not a camper and whatsoever I don't like carrying all that stuff with me it just ruins the trip you got to carry the whole campsite with you well it's well it's I mean, there's one point of survivalist nature you know but yeah i, I imagine it's a lot of gear on a motorcycle well if you, you know? if you you're like, glamping and you have like a chase vehicle, like a pickup truck and carrying all the gear, that's more fun. But if you have to carry all the gear yourself and set it up every night and tear it down every morning and pack it again yeah. every day, that can get yeah. a little old. There is a nice thing about to be having a, a, a chase van or truck. You know, I mean, Wade, I mean, there's a couple of times when you guys went down south. Did you ever have a chase truck or van carrying anything? Or A couple times. And you know, out there in the desert, some of those places are desert. It actually like freezes. Yeah, Cold at night. Yeah, I imagine. You know, I mean, that's the the deal. So, yeah. kind of got to be prepared, yeah. right? We got talked into going out there one day. We were at a hotel like a Guerrero Negro, and two of the people didn't want to do it. And they didn't have enough money or something. We, we're going to all split in, split it together. And, you know, like, no, we're just going to go out there. So, we all went out and, like, camped out and thought nothing of it till three in the morning. Uh, that's, a, that's when you know, the drugs wear off and you start to literally freeze. Yeah, yeah. We, we were freezing. So, 
somebody stole a tire and burnt a tire, we would have, we would have been all sick. <laughs> wow! In the summer, yeah. summer's a little different. You can camp on the beach and it's not freezing at night. But November, December, the winter months, it gets chilly down there. Yeah, any desert, really. I mean, yeah. yeah, been a bunch. You know, it's like uh, what happens at night in the middle. It gets crazy. I froze my ass off uh, when I was over at the uh, Manx GP in 2005. Uh, I had a um, cot in a really big tent that I took there. Uh, my buddy Mitch, uh, one of the SMR boys, uh, gave it to me, and it's it was a big enough tent that you could actually put a cot, my 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 big old you know luggage thingy. Uh, we had a scooter and the R1 in there. You know, it was very homey. You know, um, it, it proved its merit in many many ways. But uh, one night I had my cot, and sure enough. I, I woke up and I was literally freezing. It was, it was fucking crazy. Ended up, uh, uh, I put on everything I had and I waited till daylight. I was just sitting there on the set of the cot, just just holding myself, just going, wake up. You just wait. Don't go to sleep, dude. Don't go to sleep. You know, that's how come, you know, maybe you don't wake up. But that was that was uh, the closest I came to freezing to death. And uh, a friend of mine, Carrie, later said, yeah, put stuff under your cot and uh, uh, next time get the ro- proper sleeping bag because mine was not for a set below freezing. Apparently, who? Who would have thought the Isle of Man got below freezing? Yeah, the ground oozes, <laughs> ground oozes cold, and if you're touching it, man, it's touching you right back. Exactly. I was, yeah, it was a inexperience for sure, but at least there were no mosquitoes, so no insects. Though, however, you've been actually t- taken attacked by bugs out there. They, at the they have midges. It's like the <laughs> what's the, a midgey? It's exactly. like the cousin to mosquito. <laughs> Uh, same kind of thing, the creek or whatever. I got stuck down in this creek. Yeah, what happened before you got stuck there? You were on a motorcycle. What were you doing? Well, I was racing, racing along. Um, uh, racing at the Isle of Man. What year was that, Wade? Ooh, 90. Oh, that was 98. That was a tough year. That was a tough year in 98? Yeah, I had a brand new Suzuki 600 um, rented, by, uh, rented from Joe Sullivan, who's actually in the hospital right now. Yeah, we need to help Joe. Yeah. Um, anyhow, uh, the shock turned into a pogo stick when I hit this pothole rut at Holy the 13th moly. milestone, and there's no way you're making a corner, and I'm doing 100 miles an hour. So your suspension gave out? Yeah, suspension to, rear suspension gave out. I had one witness. I basically, politely, like indoor, fed the bike to the trees. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, you don't really get to get out there and actually come back and talk about it. You know, I mean, that's a very yeah. rare thing. Yeah. Yeah. They said that, too. And <laughs> the guy found me. Actually, I, I, I made it into the ditch and I got up. I went across, made it to the sidewalk. These two ladies were bouncing down the, these stairs, screaming their little hearts out. And then Holy moly. he got up and walked away. So they went back to having tea and... <laughs> <laughs> And then so I actually sat there. I was sitting there. I was all alone, politely in shock or whatever. Well, what do I do now? I'm not really sure. I'm just I'm really happy to be, be sitting here because I was out, yeah. of, out of harm's way. And this turn worker comes running up from down at the next corner. And so that's where he took me down there. It was a creek and other people down there. But he comes running up and he asked me a couple questions and stuff. I got him all right and everything. But then he goes, uh, can I take your helmet off? And I was like, no. Sure, I usually do that myself, but yeah, go ahead, and uh, he wiggled, uh, wiggle, 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 and then it like popped off, and he got this giant smile on his face like he caught a leprechaun. We both totally laughed, and, and he invited me down to that 
corner and everything. Yeah, it was midges all over the place. Almost had to put my helmet back on. Yeah. Uh, the midges are, I guess they would call like horse flies here or something, right? Where they just literally <laughs> grumble on you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't really see them, sort of like mosquitoes. And yeah, that's a different mosquito, the no that's a different species yeah. of mosquito. But, uh, yeah, they they totally get you. Same way, I had all kinds. I had I had a lot more hair then, but they were getting through my hair. It bites all over me. I'd put yeah. my leathers back on. You know? but, you, but you made it, and uh, so uh, that bike. Uh, were you able to repair it to get back out there? Or did you have to run something else? Uh, I had to run something else. Um, Supposedly, it didn't need all that much stuff. Joe, Joe said he didn't have to do this, he didn't have to do that, and everything, but it looked totally destroyed. Ah. Um, so, so, body work wise, yeah, body, yeah. body work, front end, um, and that's really about it. But they didn't clean it up. He put a, a, a bucket on it out in front of the hotel. I would never do that. And then he let he let the money fill up. He, he got a bunch of money. And then the, the last the third time he he said it was all full and everything, and he left it there, and somebody emptied it for him. Dar, oh. yeah, he was like, so pissed. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, anyways, I mean, is that the time you were upside down? Upside down on your head in the trees. Oh, it's, yeah, upside down, sliding down the pavement. That was that bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went through some trees. The bike, know. the bike went into the trees, and I went down the road, hit the road, and then ended up standing on my head. I was going down the road, but something was wrong, which was I was upside down. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, boy, oh boy. I was in the middle of the road. I wasn't touching anything. Nothing was touching me. And then that bike came out of the trees and it was doing the helicopter. went through me like, like I wasn't even there. No kidding. Yeah. The bike hit you? Oh, big time. hit me. I did not four, know that. Three way. or four times, yeah. Ooh. You got um, collected. Yeah. Um, wow. So, yeah, hit me in the back. Uh, if you turn me upside down, I'm still in the same place. But anyway, hit me in the back, broke the tailpiece, the seat off on my face, basically. I had white marks across the helmet. Jesus. Um, yeah. And it landed in front of me. Um, I tumbled and went this way, that way. Landed back, basically same place in the middle of the road. It landed in the middle of the road and slid all the way down to the corner to the curb, out of the way. And I was on the racing line. The seat was in the between, moly. between me, the racing line, and the curb. So I ditched it to the left, and the ditch was like six inches wide, just enough to lay in it. So it got the hell out. You rolled around and got yeah. into the ditch, and figured out. Yeah, and then figured yeah. out everything was okay. I'm okay, and everything. I heard something go by. I usually take off in the tail, so there shouldn't be too many people behind me, too many bikes or missiles. But the gang is going to come around any minute now, so I need to get the hell out of The gang are usually the leaders that just go by. Like, um, you know, it's, it's just unbelievable. Just think, I always wrote about uh, being in a biplane and having a F-4 or whatever jet just go, boom. You yeah. know, they were super fast, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, go, go by us like we're standing still in a train. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's 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 an, it's an, it's really incredible. It's it's so incredible to see, you know, because you're you're going out there balls out as fast as you can possibly can, and these guys are lapping you, you know, it's just yeah. just so in the sound and the shoo, 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 you know, just hold your line. As long as you hold your line, they'll get around you, you know. Just don't yeah. panic. <laughs> they got the million dollar bikes and big old teams. And yeah, the, and the yeah, really neat to see fast things. 
things go by, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm glad you got out of that one, Wade. Boy, oh, boy. You know, and that was a that was quite a while ago. And, uh, yeah, if anyone, uh, you know, our pal uh, Joe Selvin's out there on a Facebook page, and he got himself pretty hurt riding, uh, I believe, a dirt bike and uh, messed up his foot a, a bit. So uh, if any of you can, look up his Facebook page. You got to go fund me trying trying to help him out man it's like been more than once he's got so yeah. many bad you know uh how do they say uh reports and then they were wrong so let's just hope uh, they keep making mistakes and his foot will get a lot better yeah. and uh go go hit his go, go for me he's an Ironman racer back in the old days uh, yeah. uh old days or whatever days if once you're one you're one you know and what year was that wade yeah he raced it a bunch of times really I, nice. actually with me and um my, my second year 93 i think it was I made the senior, and he didn't make the senior, and he loaned me his bike, and he was so wow. he was so nervous. So he, he, he <laughs> got my bike, which had a new paint job, but his bike was a new F4, and he wow. was just so nervous I was going to crash his bike. Yeah. Luckily, I did not crash his bike. I gave him a happy bike back and everything. We had big times. Awesome. Um, so <laughs> cool. We, we raced together for like six years over there. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that, Wade. And we know each other for a million years, but my memory is always kind of funny anyhow. But uh, that's really, really cool. And like I said, uh, any, any of y'all out there listening or Racers Alley, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, post another thing out there and uh, help go. a guy out. You know, yeah. Yeah, he, he could use help right now. Uh, go Joe. Go Joe. Right on, right on, mate. And I did invite him to the show, but he said he's still in the hospital for a while. For a turn, for, you got to get that telephone thing working. Oh yeah, I got to figure out how to work that. But she did teach us that the other day. Yeah, <laughs> he might be. Ha- he might have one on the other side. Of right, and I think Robbie just tried to call me, but he had a great story going and, on, and so I, I decided and I, against it. And I told Jenny to call in. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Right on, right on. So we're going to take a three-minute break uh, or so and uh, get right back to you and uh, have some more stories. Cheers.
Here we are. Welcome back to Racers Alley. And here we are at uh, Meet Any Radio in the heart of the mission. Beautiful night tonight. And uh, boy, you know, uh, got a bunch of wonderful friends here as guests. And I uh, want to thank a couple more uh, sponsors, so to speak, you know, AMA and the AFM. The racing's coming up. And uh, that being said, Brian just mentioned, you know, next topic. Let's talk about what we're doing in the winter. What are we doing to get ready for next year? Because really, right now, I mean, if you if you haven't started by now, like my friend uh, Sergio, who's in uh, England, having a great time, says it's like you're too late, man. You should start for the next year, the second the, uh, the season goes out. So anyhow, uh, yeah. So uh, thank you uh, again for uh, Molotovs. We're going to be having another. Uh, uh, thank you for the actually. Um, we just had a uh, clothing drive, and we're going to have another one over at Pop's Bar, and that's going to be in the third weekend in uh, in. In, uh, in January, so I'm going to let you know because uh, it's, it's a great thing to, you know, uh, all the locals give clothes. And I want to thank everyone who uh, gave Molotovs uh, uh, donations uh, to the uh, uh, St. Anthony's, is, uh, who I roll with. Uh, they're good folks. and they're, they're, I, I found they give the clothes straight to the people, cans straight to the people, and uh, that's that's kind of what I'm after. And uh, so we're going to have another one coming up here, and Steph uh, made me uh, promise that we're going to promote the hell out of this one as well. So uh, Pop's Bar over there, and I think they're over there in uh, around 24th Street out there in the Mission. And um, let's see, uh, I think it's going to be the third week, so I'll give you a date soon. We're going to hammer that down. Right on, right on. So, anyways, as far as uh, you know, projects. I myself, uh, uh, I've had a couple of uh, unsuccessful years of racing, literally uh, on and off, and uh, you know, uh, just uh, tried to do it when I could. And uh, yeah, just keep having some overheating problems and such. And uh, so, uh, yeah, Brian, my question, my answer to your question is, yeah, I'm going to take apart that uh, uh, ZX6R. Uh, uh, it's sponsored uh, by uh, a subculture racing. And uh, who, who, who gave us that one, Wade? Uh, Frank Crane. Frank Crane, sponsored by Frank Crane. And we, we really got this bike together. And it's a nice package. Uh, once I get the overheating issue gone, uh, we should be able to go out. But uh, between here and there, the last few times it actually overheated, what I really need to do is a valve adjustment. R.E.R., get that thing back in tight. Make sure, uh, well, we'll figure out what the hell's going on with that overheating issue. But, uh, yeah. Uh, What's your hunch on that? Do you think it's the water pump? Water pump. The impeller is spinning on the shaft. It's not. Uh, it's not locked onto the shaft. <laughs> That's Robbie's magic guess. That's oh, our yeah. best guess, and it's easy to look at if you just pop that cover just a little. No, I have dude. all the new pieces. We pulled the all. We okay. all of us in my shop actually pulled it out. We're like looking in the Indiana Jones open the crypt. It's like let's hope it's this. Da, da, da. We wanted to find everything tore up. What was? What'd you find? I have to replace all the gaskets for taking that water pump out. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> That's it. It was just gaskets. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, fixed on the shaft. It's yeah, spinning like it should. perfect. Oh, no, we don't see if it. Yeah, we'll fix it next year. Anyway, so yeah, I'm going to be working on the, uh, the on that bike. And my R1, uh, I just got, uh, I have yet to ride it anywhere, literally, except uh-huh. for working back. And uh, it's getting on the 26,000 mile uh, adjustment. So I'm going to do the 26 and uh, in between, you know, I always, uh, you know, uh, uh, an important thing, if, if if you have the place to do it, is tear everything apart and regrease it. You know yeah. that's very important. Tis the you know, season, especially to is. repack and those swing uh, arms and everything anything with grease. Yeah, it takes a bit, and uh, you know you have to have confidence, especially when it comes to tearing front ends and everything. But uh, yeah, it's it's a big deal. 
Really easy to say. It'll never work again. <laughs> I usually break about four or five things taking anything apart. So yeah, right. Well, that's how you Give yourself a nice week to get the job done. All Indeed. right. So Alex's winter project is to replace some gaskets on the water pump and a valve check. What about you, Brian? Uh, well, I'm pretty deep in my SR500 rebuild yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got this uh, 78 SR500, which uh, I ran quite a bit, though it was making a ton of noise. and. Long story short, it wasn't getting any oil up to the top end. So when I pulled that apart, you could see the rockers were just caved in, worn down yeah, by the are. cam. Well, 78, you know. 78. <laughs> and no oil. Yeah. 25,000 miles on it and ran at least the last 500 of those with no oil. And it was still running when I took it apart, which is a real testament to that engine. I always thought when I rode it, it just seemed a little noisy on the top end. But then again, I thought, well, maybe that's just the character of the bike. I mean, that's but what you hear. You hear, oh, they're all noisy. So you, you well, don't wait, think, you've been yeah. around those, right? Old school, yeah, single. Yeah, uh, you know, they'll, they'll wear out. Uh, you know, the lack of oil and then many miles and stuff. And I mean, even my KLR needed a rebuild at twenty five. You're just kind of yeah. used to that with a single go up another millimeter on the piston and have it bored out and have a good time on it. Yep. And what else? You got some uh, bikes to get rid of, like a DR650 to get rid of, yeah, some other things. my garage is packed right now, so I'll be selling the TTR250 in spring. And nice. I've also got a DR650 in there that there's a couple people, including Dimitri, that may be interested in. <laughs> He's always interested. And Alex should be interested. <laughs> Alex should buy a dual sport. Yeah. Dual sport, dual well, sport. That would be wonderful. Damn it, dual, dual sport. sport. That's for sure. I mean, I'm offloading this DR yeah. pretty cheap. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, always it's nice ragged. It's, it's definitely yeah. a rough runner, but it, it, it does it. Yeah, does it its thing yeah yeah it's a nice. desert bike you know yeah yeah kick yeah, it over to the wall sure. start back up yeah exactly so uh interesting you know when you mentioned uh rebuilding uh i mean wade you've ran the single uh sr 500 or xts yeah both of them yeah exactly and uh brian was mentioning i mean usually when you have when it comes time to actually rebuilding a motor you have to rebuild a motor i mean it kind of it's it's hard to get all the the money together but in the end if you're doing it at the top end you kind of got to do the bottom end if you have yeah. the money you can do everything go one over and then do the sleeves and everything but you got to have the proper people to do it but uh half the time when you when you're doing a motor you end up kind of want to do the whole motor am i wrong most if you're already in there at least grab some low-hanging fruit if you're already in there <laughs> oh yeah like i'm rebuilding my oil pump while i'm in there because that's important clean everything yeah. up and you're already you in know, there already in there and i know that i broke off one of the safety mechanisms on the kickstarter to keep it from kicking back on you yeah. so i found that in the bottom of the oil pan won't, uh, hurt, won't hurt to have a new oil pump that's what keeps the whole thing together yeah yeah that's what they have when i built my 400 yeah new oil pump dude that, yeah and it's a funny thing if you ever seen one i got, I got one yeah with around. the, with the little, like, plus little signs that roll yeah, around each other or, 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 yeah, yeah that's exactly that. what i got that's kind of a weird uh, design but uh yeah got one of those that was it's the best advice i got for guys rebuilding mm-hmm. the sr500s they say you know you're gonna spend a hundred bucks on a new piston new cams all of this stuff and you're not gonna rebuild your oil pump what are you thinking this thing is 40 years old you well, know, um, I've, I've I've learned by the doing the opposite, you know. Yeah. Once, you know that was my first motor, you know, the FCR four hundred, and then the second one went all all out. But uh, usually, when you rebuild a motor, like uh, yeah, sometimes it takes a year. 
for various reasons, like especially on the FCR 400, the parts came from Japan. So it's just like, oh, you know, you could wait six months, you know, and happy to get them, you know, but when it gets back together. And uh, that being said, uh, Brian, uh, I got a list for you for the next time you go to Japan, because I'm oh. sure you can go over to a, a shop over there and go, yep, FCR 400 parts, they give you a baggie like a McDonald's. Here you yeah. go. But yeah, what, you got to get FCR 400, stage right. one. Duh, boom, stage three, duh. I bet you they have those things all set up, actually, you know, because they love the shit out of the 400s, right? Yeah, they you know, do, because that's the maximum license tier. Yeah. yeah. Unless you spend a lot of money getting the big boy bike license, you're stuck under 400 there. What do you mean a lot of money? Uh, you got taxes. Privileged, privileged taxes? Privileged yeah, taxes, more expensive insurance. The bikes are marked up there. It's a, the market's really suited. That's why you see a lot of bikes over here in America that are 500 or 600. They make a 400 version just for Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, 252 strokes, uh, 400s, 125s. I mean, I, 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 I lust after the 400s, believe me. You know, I'd love a modern, you know, YCF or 400 or R to go to the aisle. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Uh, I've like seen we, them. We've got yeah. the Colt Classic Honda Hawk out here, you know, the old 650 V Twin, one of the first <laughs> V Twin yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tokyo Sean, he loves those things. He buys those up. Or is that the CB400s he buys up left and right? Oh, the CB1s. CB1s. CB1. Yeah, he's got a shit ton of those. But yeah, over there, they uh, have that in a 400. It's amazing. Well, the CB1 yeah. is yeah. a 400. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Lime 4s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty neat bikes, you know. Uh, you know, I, 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 I dig the small bikes. You know, Wade, right now, aren't you campaigning a VFR 400R? Or Yeah, that's what I've got sitting in the closet. Actually, for the for the Manx or TT, whichever I could get into, that's what I got it for. What um, is it exactly? It's a Honda. <laughs> v, it's the V, I guess, V4. Or v, yeah. Yeah, VFR 400R, which is a very unique-looking motorcycle. You know, it's I yeah. think it's almost like R30 development. Uh, well, the idea, I don't know if it has gear different cramps or not, but it's a pretty bitching bike. I, yeah, I, think I believe it it's... I haven't seen the inside of it, but... So I, I, I took it up to Rich, who's my, my two-wheeled road racing sponsor at Sportcraft. Yeah. And he went through the whole thing. It's all brand new. It's up 20 horsepower. It's ready to go. It's just patiently waiting. Um, but So that's what the bike that everybody wanted and is using over at the aisle, where I originally voted for the inline so that's what i originally got because well, i was yeah, trying to campaign that class you had a cbr 400 rr yeah your RRR. that's I, <laughs> that's what i i picked and chose and figured that i could work on myself and make work and everything and and i got the joey bike and everything i got to one yeah, i totally one just couldn't believe it uh, for whatever reasons, I, ended up, I had to let it go after they canceled the class. Well, I was there 2005, and we were like totally working on that bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was there as a pit crew for Wade uh, over at the Alaman, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like we were always constantly doing the valves and stuff. Yeah, so we got. I got all through that. I was going to leave that bike there. It was going to get all pumped up and be ready for the next season, and they canceled the class. Yeah. It ended up. Yeah. They made a lot of changes, actually. A huge bunch of changes between 2004 and 2005. Ruined my whole plan. Yeah. But the the problem ended up with that bike is it had a speed limiter on it. 
couldn't believe it. It says right here in the manual, speed limiter. Yeah, the governor. <laughs> yeah. I was dreaming of 135 because there's no speedometer. You can't really see. They don't want you to see that. Anyhow. So I really felt like I was doing 135, and I go get the stats and everything, and I got a 116. I got one mile an hour over what the manual said it could happen. As I could, you got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. Are you I, saying a 116 uh, top speed? Yeah, gotcha. exactly. Yeah. I was so bummed. It, it really felt like I went faster than that. Um, I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone feels faster than they are yeah. sometimes. <laughs> I didn't get it. Tur- it was turned out it was the M box. Oh, you need the M box. And I even got one given to me after it was too late. <laughs> yeah. Turns off the um, limiter. And I never yeah, really yeah. got to use it. So, yeah, the bike was a rocket. So, anyhow, so I lost the deal on that. It was being sold. It got sold, slipped out of my hands. Yeah. I was. Uh, yeah, I've lost uh, a lot of. So, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to turn around to my other, my next buddy that I don't have a deal with, and I haven't worn out a deal or anything. And I got a new deal, and it was Ed Hazer. Hey, he had two bikes, and so anyhow, would you sell me one? And so I bought his bike, and that's nice. how I ended up with the VFR. And the VFR is a very rare one indeed, was, you know. So <laughs> I hate working on that V4 motor, though. I gotta say, oh uh, it's my yeah, least favorite. It's, it's yeah, it's really tight. Yeah. It really is. Uh, you gotta have little fingers. You know, anyone comes by our job. I mean, uh, my dear friend Ben, he. Uh, you know, we've had a couple of boys uh, uh, in Ernesto. Well, I love you both. And it's like, man, they came in with the 750s and 800. And it's just like, we really would like to turn these suckers down. Because, I mean, geez, they're you really... You can't get your you hand know, in there to grab the ball. Well, it's crazy. Uh, and then you get the newer generation, which is that VTech or whatever. You have to take everything apart, put it together, take everything apart, put it together to check it. So it's even more uh, labor intensive. So, yeah, yeah. But I had one. I had a fucking. Uh, sorry, I'm swearing. I'm not. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I had a VFR 700 back in 1987, and it was pearl white. And uh, I went to get it. I got. I had a phaser, and I thought that was a, a race bike. So I got it. This thing was so beautiful. You know, it was pristine. R E R E R. And uh, it also came with a whole bunch of bodywork that uh, when his wife hit it or something fell over. So I had two sets of bodywork. You know, and this thing was beautiful. You know, you sit under it, you got the, and it's just like I imagine right now, Robbie on his FJR 1300. When you get under the, when you get under the scope, you're just go, you can't, you know, it's just like you're under everything. You're in a little rocket ship, you know, and uh, had that put some, uh, you know, aftermarket, uh, you know, exhaust on there and uh, had that for quite a while. But uh, unfortunately, that that one really Tommy had a crash because it was a 16 inch front rim and not an FCR 400. But uh, I love that VFR, though. I mean, there's nothing sexier than that V4. Oh, it feels then, good. The engine feels Going across San Mateo Bridge, you know, 1988. And you had the lights on the side, so it was Tronish. Mm-hmm. Have that with the Kirker K's on the side. Do it 120. You know, it was a really cool time, actually. You know, that bike was neat. You know, 
uh, I get, yeah, I was, I, I sold it to the, get the FCR 400. <laughs> yeah. I had the V65 Sabre for a little while. Ooh. That was a beast of a bike. That's a VMAX. Yeah. yeah like the Actually, that's, that's a, that's a, that was one of the biggest contenders for the VMAX out there. They had the Kawasaki Eliminator as well. Yeah. Those that's when were they were all three, fighting for who has the fastest the, bike yeah, on the The three planet. bulldogs or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, that was a neat one. Uh, one of my big friends, uh, one of the Hellrats back in the old days, Pete had one and uh yeah um tall raking trail oh yeah know. steers like I mean, a freight train yeah like yeah, yeah. but uh that motor uh i believe uh wait didn't you have that in a different bike the v65 yeah the the vfr 1000 uh, wasn't it the the 80 88 yeah i got gave that to uh, arrow which is a similar motor. It was a V4, pop, pop, pop. You know, it was definitely a, a, a torque monster. Yeah, that thing just took off like a rocket. I never got yeah. to use all the power. I don't even know what it could do. How long did you own it? Uh, about two, three years. Where at? Here. That was the first bike I moved out here with. I shipped it out from Chicago with me. No kidding. Yeah. Holy moly. Right on. Yeah. So you actually were doing that in the city. I was doing that in the city, and that was wild. Um, well, I'm then, surprised you like singles now. You're used to actually pure adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, I like was Unfortunately, it died. I, I missed a shift and wound up in neutral between one and two when I was really up by the red line, and I just wound that engine out, dropping it into neutral instead of Ooh, gear. Ooh, Quebec! You know I mean? Yeah. So that was the death of that. And that was around when I switched over to a CX-500. Gotcha. Yeah, well, uh, the CX-500, we've talked about, uh, you know, uh, over at uh, the pub. Uh, you know, Wade and I had one for a while over at the aisle. Everybody's uh, had that pig of a bike. Oh, it was a neat. Fun it's bike. a V-twin Moto Guzzi. You know, we, yeah. we run it's a, a Hemi. We, yeah, it's yeah, awesome. So, remember Ned Stebling? I loaned him that bike on the aisle, and that's when and how I met him. Gotcha. Yeah, that was a neat one. I mean, uh, that was a great bike. And, uh, our Ned Stippling. Yeah. He's a, he borrowed it. Up. He, we were at the aisle. And, you know, I'm, I'm an American. I heard there's another American over here. I want to meet him, blah, 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 blah. And I'm from South Carolina. <laughs> and then that's kind of how we met. And he... That's the guy who called. He can call in. He just called in last week. He can call call again. We know how to work it now. Caller number one. That's how we met him. That's how we met him. So he he wanted to go around the aisle and stuff. And 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 where can I get a bike? And you really you can't. But tell you what, here take this and come on back. Yeah, be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Which is cool, you know. I mean, oh yeah, you can't get that. You know, it's like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's how you met him. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're friends. That bike forever. is great. You know, tanks. I went out there. Absolute tanks can't stop them. Well, I had my Senor Lopez on. You know, we we're kind of done, so I just had that and my jeans, and I'm going. I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. But I was passing a shit ton of people on that bike over over the mountain. You know, and it was just like something to look at. But like, yeah, that was a very fine bike. I, I loved it. We ran it around a couple of years, actually. Uh, yeah, to, to, our pal gave it had it had it over there. You know, yeah, great bikes. CX five hundred. Yeah, Richard. Yar yar. Got to get him over here uh, for the show. That's for sure. Yeah, great time. Somewhere. You know, uh, good bikes for sure. Yeah, we call them the coffee pot. <laughs> the coffee pot, yeah. yeah. They used them on the pots. mile for a while and stuff, and, 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 and. 
really there's still a bunch around uh, unbelievable the coffee pot yeah the (laughs) coffee pot every almost everybody did almost exactly the same lap time on that bike when it was stock so we put i put a fairing on it and did redid the seat and stuff and doc and i went out and we all did uh endurance races no kidding with the afm yeah no that that bike was your endurance race bike yeah doc Doc went and bought a brand new one (laughs) because it would just do it you know easily do it that's awesome right on oh that's great yeah cx 500 like i said i did one around the aisle i rode that i love that bike it's 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 a classic you know and uh all right let's uh take all a break here and uh listen to some music and we'll get right back with you thank you for listening over here at uh, mutiny radio with racers alley cheers guys go mutiny go mutiny yeah <laughs> Die. Free. 
lots of drugs. We got some old bordellas with new Persian rugs. We got some poles to cook a stove. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at uh, Mutiny Radio here in the heart of the mission. A beautiful evening and uh, wonderful guests. Uh, again, we have El Mel Crate Brian hello, and uh, cheers, cheers. Robbie Motor Tire guys just sitting back for a second, chilling. And uh, we got Dima back and, uh, you know, he's MotoHubSF.com. And uh, boy, oh boy, he's had a few weeks out of town. And uh, of course, we got six weeks and uh, got Mr. Wade Boyd here, Subculture Racing and myself, Alex here. And uh, let's, uh, Dima, welcome back. Yar, yar. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Boy, oh, boy. So, uh, been doing any riding out there? Uh, have any fun? Oh, fuck, man. Every fucking day, just fun and more fun. That's yar. all you can say. What are you riding out there? Are you still riding that 250? Um, I got a 400 XR 400. And, gotcha. Uh, <clears throat> it's a perfect little bike out there. Yeah, that's the Baja yeah. machine. Exactly. Don't need anything more than that, I mean, no. unless you're racing. Mm-mm. Yeah, nice. Right on. So uh, you saw our friend uh, Doug? Doug is doing well, yep. And I Doug was it. here not too long ago, as you remember. Uh, he actually uh, builds the uh, Norton's out there and uh, does a great job. And, uh, you know, uh, boy, you know, he had a little bit of an adventure, and he's back home and uh, back, to get back at it, yeah? Yeah, it was great, man. We actually... Uh, I love that man. <laughs> we actually started taking that Norton apart, and what a fucking interesting machine that is to get a motor out of. Um, it's got this whole tilting chassis sub 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 frame thing, and it's it's really cool. I learned a lot. Anyway. Well, uh, did it not get watered when it fell? Or? It did. The whole the whole top two just just got you know tacoed. It was a wraparound. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, a wraparound. yeah. 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 It's, it's over. Yeah. It's uh, gonna be uh, lawn art for for for. You know, something. <laughs> but uh, you, yeah. did you boys see that? Wait, do, do you remember the black one? I mean, that was that was a beautiful. I mean, it was beautiful. I saw. Yeah. 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 It, it, uh, unfortunately, it uh, had an issue on the way to Colorado, I believe. Yeah. Well, and, it's uh, going to live again because you know he took he he got a frame and he got a powder coated and then he dropped off all his nice. shit over in Tijuana and then they do some Not killer chrome up. work. Yeah. <laughs> and he 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 was loving. He's right everything. back on it. Oh man, we just, we had this car stuffed to the hilt with just. Mm. Everything. Everything. I mean, you wouldn't believe how much shit we had in that yeah, car. Awesome. We had like two bikes in there, and hauling two bikes. Anyway, I'm hungry, man. He's doing well. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Right on, right on. I got some Ryan stories. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know, but I just want to say I'm fucking hungry, people. I'm, what happened to white privilege in this city, man? I fucking parked on 21st in Valencia to get a fucking, you know, some Indian food. And I put a quarter in the meter, and it was four fucking minutes. And I was like, <laughs> one, two, three, now, four. fuck you. Like, I'm not, compl- I'm not complaining, but what happened to white you privilege? Know, before you got here, we were just mentioning this. This is and, crazy. Uh, Dima, we were just mentioning this. And uh, Robbie and uh, Ryan, and we were wait. They've all been out there. I haven't. It was just like the money, the money-wise. And it was just like, all right, yeah, yeah. I imagine it's such a shock. Well, I mean, you get a whole rotisserie chicken for five dollars there with sides. You get that at Costco. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, Jeez. Yeah. what about the packs of cigarettes for twenty-five pesos? Yeah. That, that, that helps. How about the lodging for uh, hundred pesos? Oh God! And then Motel Six when you get back. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, actually, out there is gas the same or yeah. not? Or gas is more. It's it's a little little more. more. Yeah, yeah, a little more. more. Well, because I got a. When Wade mentioned all this time back in the back in the back in the day, they always had a dude with a bunch of uh, 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 g- 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 cans, and they just really well, they didn't really have a gas station. Yeah. They didn't go boop boop boop. You sucked it up right through it too. Fifty? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they didn't even have the pump. Fifty gallon drums, you know. <laughs> well, now they got now they. Got got Repsol and Chevron and all kinds of shit because they opened up their market over there. But it's still about, uh, I'd say it's about 20 pesos, about a buck a liter. So you're getting close to $4 a gallon. Yeah. And okay. I don't get how everybody drives around. Right. And, and real gas stations everywhere? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. For the everywhere. Most part, they're no, all real. no more cans and sucking it no. up. No. You got to go out in the outback, right? I had to do the cans once, but you know, they were, they were nice, clean cans. And they pump it for you out there, which is a little weird. Yeah. Well, now they got pumps. Amazon, dude. It goes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's like California, <laughs> They're man. off of the plane. It's wow. coast California. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. They're so, growing up. It's hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, well, welcome back. And I Thank imagine you, you uh, I know every time you come back, it's like, I'm sure you'd rather be back over there. Yeah, I love uh, you all. I love all the people, the 2,000 numbers in my phone. I would leave tomorrow. <laughs> And probably half of you are like, fuck you, go get the fuck out of here. Fine, I would, but I can't. So I'm here, and I'm just making the best of it, and lovely to be back. Yeah, no, no, you're back at a good time. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you missed some, some hard times. Did you miss all the smoke? I did. Good. You, yeah. missed, you missed some bad stuff. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. It was kind of sucky here. I was doing a lot of smoking down there. Yeah, but nothing like that. I'd never been no. down there. Like, uh, I was mentioning to Brian and Robbie, I mean, and uh, wait, I mean, they, they understand this, which, which is a point I don't. Uh, went to the aisle. That was a different feeling. Spain was kind of weird, but uh, uh, over there, you just like, uh, uh, just lose all, you just relax. And uh, my dear friend, Joe Dean and Jenny, you know, you know them from Molotovs and yeah. great guitarists. And they would just spend 10 days there. They came back and it was just like totally decompressed. Yeah, you spend 10 days in Mexico, go down there, and it's just like R.E.R. You know, you just, you come back all 10 and just like, ah, you know, just, uh, apparently it's a different world, you know. And yeah, call it Robbie's been time. trying to get me out there for a hair. <laughs> it's not far. Yeah, yeah. you got to go with us sometime yeah. and do a little dirt biking. Yeah. It's paradise. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's cheap. Cheap Baja time. Baja time. Get a nice XR400 and go that way, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Wade, uh, I think you're leaving for Australia soon, right? Yep. Next month, like on the 20th. On the 20th of June, uh, January, 
uh, you're going to head out to Phillip Island, and you're going to be racing that Moto Guzzi. Moto Guzzi, yes. And uh, Ed Millich uh, built that, yeah? Yes, he built the motor. Yeah, and uh, he, he's, he's uh, if, if you don't know him, he's, uh, he's exceptional. I wouldn't doubt if he's international, but people who have a Moto Guzzi and want to have something actually yeah. really Guzzi. built to race, Guzzi he's power. the man. He's, he, he's, yeah, he's innovative, and he knows how to make them run fast, right? Yeah. 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 He really does, and uh, so yeah, we're out to prove it. I think he even wrote a book. Yeah, yeah, I got one I somewhere. <laughs> uh, I have to look it's it up. Subject, yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, yeah, between that and then the body work you guys made, uh, you can always find us on uh, Facebook book uh, in the future. Uh, you know. Something Racers Alley facing a book or whatever. Anyways, you'll always see um, Wade's picture and uh, get that Moto Guzzi out there to look at for the uh, boys, uh, you know, to girls to see. Actually, for you going out to Australia because it really is a unique, unique bodywork. There's, I don't think there's another one like it. No, right? Most Guzzis go with the little, little button fairing. I call it. And, uh, some go with a, a little more. Very rare do they go with a full fairing. We went with a full fairing for the aisle. For absolute as much aerodynamics as you can get away exactly. with, um, spe- everything was made special to get to the the classic TT and and have top end and and motor. So we ended up taking took it to Daytona. Was born yeah. in Daytona and was clocked at like one fifty. Wow. One fifty on a Moto Guzzi. Uh, yeah, I, I would. You bet, are. I would bet it wouldn't do it, but it sure did. You are. <laughs> I'll, tuck in, I'll tuck in a little, little more to make sure we do. Well, that's what I mentioned. I mean, I don't think I've seen bodywork like that on one of those. Uh, Might have been in the old days, maybe. Uh, Somewhere classic. in the old days, in in what a racing, they they tried all that stuff. But you don't really find, you know, pictures of hardly anybody doing it. Most, like I said, most everybody goes with the button fairing. Interesting. No, no, no. I'm the poor kid that couldn't afford any of this stuff, and it's all about aerodynamics and free horsepower, and you need a full fairing. And by the way, I mean, they don't know who they're messing with, whoever they are, because you're the guy who actually can make something out of nothing when it comes to actually making a fairing. You know, <laughs> not everyone could say is like, I'm yeah. going to make a fairing around this yeah. sucker. I, d- you know? I didn't like make this fairing. I used 70s, to make fairings. Right? Yeah. I, sure I learned how time. to do that. I think. Yeah. But I did make the belly pan. The belly pan is a one off. It's not it's not exactly easy. You don't take this fairing on and off instantly. It's molded and went off. Yeah, really delicate. The bottom of a Moto Guzzi is like a bowl or something. Wow. It's really weird. Nothing fits. (laughs) Really? This this fairing is not a Moto Guzzi fairing, but it it is now. You are. Um, So you totally custom made this lower. Yeah. Yeah, a lower bowl piece that goes around the pan. We have one of them, and luckily Rich bought two fairings, so we have two fairings. Nice. That are Always buy two if you make Pretty one. close <laughs> to identical. Uh, I never could do that. You had one, and that was it. Yeah. And and don't break it. Yep. You know, and from there, you know, uh, it's a beautiful bike. Like you said, you got one fifty on that. Daytona, you know, that's a great thing. So as far as going to the Isle of Man, and uh, uh, you're taking that to Daytona, yeah? No. Uh, We we was born at Daytona. We're taking this in the Phillip Island right now. We did. Yes, that's what I meant. Phillip Island. Yeah, this is its fourth race. 
Um, the first two, they all actually had teething problems. So we hopefully were over the teething problems. There's two pretty bad motoguzis down there, and we're hoping to pick on them and beat those guys. Yeah, with that uh, windage and now that top speed, I think uh, there's a very good uh, chance of that, especially getting through the teething of it. And, uh, yeah, that's awesome. You know, and then our, our, who else is going with you? We're we're actually first on the list with Team USA, but there's actually more names that I actually know of. But Dave Kressel has has at least one TZ750. Whoa! There's going to be that's many a, of them there. Unobtainable. Oh yeah, that's right. They all got them over there in Australia yeah. for some reason. Apparently, they got a shit ton of TZ750s. Yeah, yeah this that, uh, and other thing. Yeah. But it's actually not the fastest. I thought so too, but um, they're the. The fastest ones are the katanas. They're putting like I don't know. I heard twenty thousand dollars or whatever in, in a motor, but they're building super katana motors. The nineteen eighty two with uh, the uh, the front uh, end like the the, the funny looking one. Yeah. yeah, well that would be the uh, Robbie. What'd you say eighty two? Yeah, but yeah. the motors aren't leader bikes are eleven hundred cc's, and then they. Pump those up to 13. Well, that yeah. was normal. That was uh, pre, you know, formerly USA days. Anyone who had a four cylinder bike or whatever, it was wrong what you brung, you know. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. it's a 1300 cc limit, so wow, kind of anything goes. Yeah, so that you sucker's know. just going, blah. so they're, yeah. they're doing like 170 easy, so easy on the front straight. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, so that's it. There's, there's two slow corners. What are you gonna do? Uh, that's five thousand dollars in the motor. Yeah, yeah. So the bikes are pretty expensive. You are. Oh, yeah. You're probably so, talking ten thousand dollars on the bike. Uh, you are. That's what I'm thinking. And, 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 and so we bought two bikes, and so we got two bikes, but we still got funny little production bikes. And that's cool. They bought frames. They bought motors. They bought, 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 bought. It's it's really hard to keep up. So we're not sure what we're actually doing. Well, what were you doing up top? Were you there at a, at a, on the inline four before? Um, I rode around. I've, I've rode. I've just. I've always had. A, unfortunately, I had to say there's a slow bike as a two wheeler there. When my sidecar was fast, and the two that I got to borrow were right in there. So are you saying slow bike like one thirty? Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. One twenty, one thirty. When well, they're doing one seventy. Yeah, exactly. So, so they're moving speed. Yeah, I rode the four. <laughs> I rode the four hundred there, and there was there was at that that year there was nothing else to ride. And the, anyhow, they let me ride the challenge on the four hundred. I rode by myself. I got a great pra- track day. Nice out of it, and I well, stayed yeah, out of everybody's sure. way. But I turned like a, a two oh four, and I did the same thing on the KZ one thousand. I had the wrong pipe on it. It wouldn't lean over, and it and it just didn't go fast enough. So it was uh, restricted. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, anyhow, I'm sponsoring Eric on that bike. He's a little newer at it, but we got the right pipe. He got some different carburetors on. He swear it goes a little faster, Bravo. and it <laughs> lean over. Um, so he's going to give it a try and and cool try to yeah right on eric dude he's gonna have there a gr- great time and eric's try to stay out of everybody's way and just well eric's been running with wade and christine a while so he has a nice pedigree and he he's been out there man and you know i, I give a good shout out man to, to, to do australia getting out there on that bike to actually have the balls to do it on an old bike but to get out there and yeah i think i think that's really admirable 
you know so that's that, that's pretty cool you know and you know he's been right. he's been here wrench more than once out there yeah. too and we're going to all types yeah. of weird stuff huh yeah. we're all <laughs> gonna have the, the time of our lives and yeah yeah uh, that's cool you know yeah hey i'm curious are those are those older bikes outfitted with 17 inch wheels now so you get proper rubber? Or? I don't know. A lot of them are. So okay. my KZ, the one that Eric's on is. Okay. So, so most of them are. In, and, and You can get new rubber on that. There's then. nothing out there that's, I want to say, that's actually stock. Gotcha. You know, there's a sticker on it that says 1980. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just right. a whole uh, upgraded everything else in between. <laughs> right. yep. Awesome. Right on, right on. All right, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. We'll get back to you shortly. And, you know, this is our last show for the New Year's. So, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. There well, goes 18. Kind of made it for Soon. here. And, uh, yeah, let's all have some wishes. Cheers, guys. Cheers. <laughs>
Bourbon, whiskey out of crack coffee mugs. Mr. Michael Jackson on the radio, where the southern crosses the dog. I say, I hold silver you, Jim's and sisters, never have a taste of those drugs. They said, don't stop dancing, you moonwalking master. You got all the moves of James Brown. I say, I hold silver you, Jim's and sisters, never have a taste of your drugs. They said, don't stop dancing, you Yeah, so anyways, uh, you know, there's interesting. There was an article earlier, uh, uh, just recently, in uh, SF Gate about uh, actually um, talking about uh, lane splitting. So someone who, I don't know if they know how to ride or not, had an article about lane splitting in the SF Gate just recently. And, you know, they had their points to their points. But uh, no matter what, uh, I think, uh, you know, it was interesting how many states do not allow lane splitting and how many do. And, you know, also uh, how people receive it. And I think, you know, hopefully by now, you know, since I've been riding in the... 80s to now, I think they uh, would understand that it's uh, acceptable, but I mean, if anything, you know, lane splitting, the worst thing right now is actually no one's paying attention, yeah. you know, so I mean, it's not about whether the law is there or anyone, I don't think anyone's opening any doors anymore like they used to do in the 80s. The it's article more about, is mostly positive, too. I was yes, surprised. Usually um, it's a, it's a bitch fest a about, about, I don't want people go, cutting in front of me, why do they get to do this? Yeah, so it was, it was, you know, it was a, it was a, a nice article, and um, yeah, I mean, but in the end, I mean, the lane splitting nowadays, I mean, it's it's nice to have it here, but uh, in the end, I mean, it, uh, it everywhere. is. I mean, that's twenty percent of the reason I moved out here was that you allowed lane splitting. Yeah, really. Yeah, a lot of places don't, huh? No, you've been, you you've been out there in Chicago or Pennsylvania, Isn't all the other states. California, the only really? state. If you do it, you can't be an outlaw and do it, Brian. Yeah, well, no, you get in trouble. I got pulled over in That's Pittsburgh a, yeah, for doing unbelievable, it. Unbelievable. Yeah. What, what do they do? A ticket. I mean, I got, I got a ticket. I got an yeah. uh, unsafe driving. Thing. So what does that mean? How much money was that? Like 60 bucks or whatever? You 200. Know? Jeez. Yeah. No kidding. Same yeah. with Colorado. Wow. Really, Isn't, wait. Yeah. Been out there and... I'm from California. I would not move there. Isn't California <laughs> the only state that allows it? Who else? No, uh, the article was interesting. The I was very surprised. The other states don't have a law about it, which means it's like implicitly legal. Like it used to be here until they defined but it. But still only three states. Yeah. And Washington, D.C. Yep. Also. Yeah, the, the article and did all have of some Europe, interesting stats. You know, and uh, the stats actually, the article, which um, made me believe it was, it was biased, uh, you know, it's just non biased to me, whatever. I mean, they, they did their homework. You know, and you know it's it's very interesting, but uh, in the end, I mean, lane splitting—it's still it's 
it's very, very dangerous for the rider. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not like it's doing us any favors. Now we're going in the middle of people who aren't actually well, driving. They did know? say that there was a reduction in the amount of uh, head injuries and crashes that were happening while the rider was lane splitting versus being in traffic. So it well, they hit you from behind, yeah. Safe. No, you're getting sideswiped more side than rear-ended instead of, instead of rear-ended or whatever. crushed, yeah, and hitting whatever's in front of you, I imagine. <laughs> right? You know, so, yeah, that's interesting. Um, another thing I found, uh, well, I went across the bridge on uh, Christmas Day, and it's now $6. Oh yeah, it's up to six now. So oh. Merry Merry Christmas! The bridge oh. is actually up. You know? Just do a wheelie and don't pay. <laughs> Isn't there uh, carpools during carpool hours and bikes are carpools? Uh, if you uh, carry uh, the transponder and you go through the carpool lane during carpool hours, I think you get a dollar off. But th- it still sucks. But the, there is a yeah, discount I for. I don't know about that, but uh, okay. yeah, I'll have to talk Certain about hours. that later. You said carpool six times, so I think you must be advertising for them, Robbie. Yeah, motorcycles or carpools. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, nowadays, I mean, I shoot. I just went to see my uh, my, my uh, family over in Sa- uh, San Ramon. You know, I grew up in that valley, and uh, boy, they have a whole lane. You have to pay to be in that lane. If you're not in that yeah, lane, the you express have, lane. Whoa! You, they have a thingy it's like you just, said, the carpool thingy. Just like if the you don't have that, it, no, I mean, they're, they're charging you if you're in that lane. And like Japan. Yeah. They'll give you a ticket. Yeah. You no, know, they charge uh, you for every di- amount of distance right. that you're in that lane. Yeah. Fucking crazy, Or man. you just have a dirty license plate like some people we know here, and they can't really figure it out. Yeah, yeah well, that's so what I'm kind of... Rolling dirty. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I was just off-roading, officer. I didn't have time to clean my plate. <laughs> it must have fallen off, sir. <laughs> Someone stole it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow. Oh, and there's a new law starting next year. You know oh, how new another cars... another one. Another one. But this one, I kind of like this one. You know the paper plates that come with new cars? But people roll those paper plates for six months, 12 months, 24 months. Park they everywhere. Never, they never put on the real plate, and they're doing the bridge with paper plates. Yeah. And, and some I of the, believe they should all be pulled and over. And some of the, uh, what do you oh. call it? But some of the smash and grab Me too. folks. Me too. So, you know, the smash and grab from cars. A lot of those folks are rolling with paper plates because, okay, what was the license plate number? Uh, paper plates, sir. You know, so I think it's a good thing this paper plate business is going away. What will happen is when you buy a new car, the dealer will print out a temporary paper something that identifies the car or you. And even you... Use people use car. Everybody's got a printer now. You can print out if you have a dealer's license a temporary ID that they're supposed to stick on the back of the car. So there's no more rolling with two, four-year-old car and paper plates like it was new. It's going away. No, I think it's, it's a, thing. that's what the I, I see it all the time. Do, yeah. And uh, that's what Steve Jobs um, used to do, right? Yeah, you just buy a new car every three months and you run the paper plate. And you park anywhere you want. You speed and own the block, bad. and uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know, I just mentioned that, uh, you know, I was behind a Uber or a Lyft person, whatever, and uh, yeah, the paper plates, and it was just like, you know what, I bet you this, this car doesn't look new, but it has the brand new, he bought it, but you know... Why would you end up spending ten dollars a day doing going across? Cause these people come from everywhere. Yeah. You know, you can do ten dollars on bridge tolls, easy if not more. 
you know it was like put the paper plate on until someone says something but obviously you know like you're saying Robbie there's other cars the Chevy Nova does not have new fucking well, you know. <laughs> and the, the bad guys the perps are rolling paper, paper plates too yeah that would be all of us on our bikes and no, stuff no I'm talking <laughs> bad perps are rolling yeah. that you hooligans but yeah you know it's just a, a thing and you know I was just reading in the paper I don't know if you read Brian or, or Robbie, Robbie it's like um there's gonna start um, uh, finding uh, exhaust noise. DB, did you what? see that? Oh, I better watch out. Um, they they talked about that, and now they want to do this thing. So if oh, you're R E R R E R, some of the bad offenders got us in trouble. Well, yeah. here's Holly's the problem. Uh, no, you can buy right now for eighty grand. You're hemi goddamn fucking thing. I work on Otis Street. I hear all these badass cars go by, no matter what American company makes it. And also the, the, the little, um, you know, Japanese cars with the rubber boat, you know, uh, too fast, too furious exhaust. No. Nothing's legal anymore. You know, they're almost louder than well, the bikes. These new, you know, these new like, Hemis, the Hellcats and the Chargers. They're loud as fuck. Uh, that's a stock exhaust that's loud as fuck. Yes. I mean, you know, you buy wow. that. You buy horsepower. I'm surprised. Oh. There's tests of new cars with the stock equipment pass tests. I wonder who they paid off. Well, to that's, pass what, that that's test. what I'm saying. I don't think this thing will fly. Because half well, the cars don't shut it down. Do it. I want one too. <laughs> exactly, half the cars won't pass. You know, and they're coming out of you know the GM factories. You know, so I thought that was an interesting article. You know, just look it up. You know, but yeah, it's just another reason to. You know, I remember back in the day. Remember the eighties? You know. Had a exhaust, a cherry bomb a, on your uh, Nova, car. and then also they put the uh, they put the measurement on the thing. You couldn't have glass packs; couldn't be loud. Couldn't do a lot of stuff. You know, they pull right cherry over. bomb, <laughs> glass packs. Yeah, <laughs> you're a little lowered. You know, <laughs> pack of cigarettes. What you got? You know. When the SR 500s back, I'm sure I'll be on the most wanted list. That thing is loud. Yeah, that's a wonderful bike, and uh, got a megaphone on it. Yeah, it's yeah, got a megaphone on it. He does. It. It's got a, a nice it's got car. a Taiwanese-made Super Trap knockoff muffler on it, and and it, and it came with a ring, right? Yeah, it came with a ring. Yeah, I've got a. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's awful for radio, but I have an SR500 <laughs> engine cool. block as a ring, which is Look really that wow. pinky ring, yeah. right? They sent me that free because I spent so much money in Taiwan. I'm like a wow. just put that on when you're going to hit someone. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That SR 500 boy. I mean, that has a whole history, you know? So, I mean, that's one of the most famous motors ever built. You know, next XD six hundred. I mean, they've done they've done a lot. Yeah. You know, they my revived. uncle Ed taught me on that bike. Didn't Yamaha know? revive the SR four hundred now? A brand new now, and it's fuel injected. Yeah. SR four hundred, nice. brand new. A lot of the parts are still interchangeable. Yeah, too. exactly. That's, really? that's the great yeah. thing about. No it. kidding. Yeah. It's still a partsman bike. It's yeah. a proven motor. Why <laughs> yeah. not reuse it? They've been making them forever in Asia, anyway. Uh, but they've been mostly making the four hundreds. The five hundred, it's it's not too much different, other than the Conrad and the piston. It's really not that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that besides that, I mean, you're rebuilding also the the, the KLR? Uh, The KLR needs love. It it runs fine, but... Well, you've talked to Wade about that, and so you both have got the KLR issues, and that should be fixed. Any minute now, any minute now. (laughs) Mine's fine, except it doesn't like to start after it's rained, when it's wet. It doesn't start. Well, uh, Christine's bike had that. Uh, the gas cap was leaking. 
Yeah, huh. or leaking, or had the, uh, the the air hose clogged. You know, no water was getting in the tank. You, I think oh, you put a bunch oh. of plastic and duct yeah. tape over it, and it's like been perfect. She, yeah, she covers the, the cap, and then she has this magic little fluid that she puts in in case she, she thinks it did get water in the fuel stable. Fuel, fuel stabilizer. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like I won't start in the fog. If I ride up to the sunset at night, I have a hell of a time starting the KLR. Coming home after it's fogged for a little while. I don't know what it is. And it's a battery. Robbie's got his own problems with the XR. It's been yeah. good lately, but yeah, once there's this little window of time Robbie has when, when the motor's hot, but if it's been cooling off for 10 minutes, after 10 minutes and between 20 minutes, it acts like there's no spark. Um, it's just this little window of time during certain temperatures, but it's been it's been a good girl lately. It hasn't done it in a month <laughs> lately. Yeah. You know, we have we have people at work come by and you know, certain bikes and such and you know, every bike has their certain characteristics and you know, um I gotta say, uh, over the years, uh we have our bikes, it's like it's almost like our horse or something and, and we hear things when we shouldn't hear them. I mean there's like, Oh yeah, is this right? I just did this, just did this and we hear things that aren't actually there. You know, and that's where you have your friend go, no, everything's fine, dude. Fire you know, up. yeah, fire it up. But it's like, you know, I get this a lot at work, especially for some, you know, I mean, yeah, everyone's like, always hear things. It's like, oh, you are. And just come in. It's like, no, just do this. Just do this. And, you know, um, it's interesting, you know, and that's the melding of a rider to a bike. It's a, There's anxiety going on almost if you have a pet. You know, which is interesting. You know, I was like, I'm like a crazy well, yeah, just making funny noises. So, doctor, can you come in and listen to it? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, this is really true. You know, they have to go out and like, no, everything's cool, man. You know, it sounds fine. You know, it's just like, get the other weed. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you'll be better after that. You know, but uh, a lot of people really, really, uh, you know, their motorcycles are, 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 their, are, their, are their pets. You know, are they're, they're integrated. And I, I see that a lot more now. And I'm, I, I kind of smile towards that. And, 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 you know, the folks that come around me and, uh, you know, are into it. And you, you can tell serious folks rather than non-serious folks. But, um, yeah, yeah. Um, what I used to take for granted or take for granted is, I mean, boy, I remember when that, when my bike was everything. Riding was everything. I mean, it was a life to me, you know, and these folks are just in the, in, in the start of that. And they're going, ah, oh, you know, they're, 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 they have, you know they can have any feature from there, you know. So I, I really try to uh, support that uh, nowadays and uh, see that. You know, it gives me a little bit more strength. You know, I remember when it used to be really like the best thing in the world. You know, somewhere along the line, I kind of lost that uh, that faith, but it's uh, it's it coming still back is, soon. Though. Yeah, it still well, it's is. coming, it's coming back. Here you are. You know, it's just a matter about riding and everything. You know, it's like uh, like you're saying, Wade, you had a nice Sunday a Sunday, Sunday uh, Christmas ride. It was glorious. Yeah, yeah. It was a little slow, but it was glorious. Everyone out there. We it, all got there, except for the pancake house in the end. No, we got to the pancake house, but actually, there was we were at the dam. Somebody turned Ooh. around and fell over. Oh. You mean just like a slow yeah. little... Da, da, da. Oh. Yeah. Slipped on the floor. The, we don't know what happened, but that, yeah. that was the biggest something. casualty. Everybody went really slow and had a great time. Nice. Um, we went through, you know, it was like 300 corners all the way over to Santa Fe. 
<laughs> yeah, we actually, uh, for our listeners, I mean, uh, we're here in the heart of the mission, but, uh, you know, uh, in uh, Northern California, I mean, for our listeners that are uh, in Mars or something, but anyways, uh, yeah, we have a wonderful, wonderful roads around here. I mean, uh, all we have to do is just hop, skip, and jump, go across this thing yeah. called the Golden Gate Bridge, which I jumped off of once. And yeah, now it's yeah. $8 or $10 for the bridge? Oh. Unless, unless you have paper plates. <laughs> <laughs> do a wheelie. <laughs> yeah, the wheelie. Read, read the yeah. plates pointing out the ground. So you can always go up Highway 1, and, and, and our roads are beautiful. It's just a matter of taking the days. And, you know, I mean, you can always probably see that in YouTube and stuff. Stuff. And then uh, from here, I mean, uh, Northern California, we have the best roads. You can go down south, uh, go to Hapoon Bay, uh, visit Alice's, which is a wonderful place. And then, uh, you know, uh, from there, go down to uh, Monterey. And uh, usually I like Carmel Valley Road, G14, G16, down to Santa Maria. And then you really get down there, you know, I mean, and then you can always go inland and from there and there. I mean, uh, as far as uh, for all of you that haven't been here, boy we have the best roads and you know i see all my friends out there on the, on the post and they show me the roads they have in italy and you know everywhere else i mean uh we we, we can spot you so you know yeah, it's like we well let's also trade yeah i have a place for you to live in a bike so it's like uh you show me your road i'll show you mine yeah yeah i got everyone out there and uh yeah so uh, anyhow um yeah. I believe that, uh, I forget the name of the road, uh, by the reservoir in uh, South Bay near Sunol. been That road's been closed there for almost two years now, and I believe it's opening back up. Is that the Redwood Road area? Yeah, I, I forget the name of it. it. It might come to me, but it takes you right by uh, the, the Hetch Hetchy feed reservoir in the south bay oh yeah 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 okay up there in the hills haven't been that way ask miss abigail she probably know yeah Yeah. i've went out there just about once every six months thinking that it's open again and i always get the date wrong last year i went there i'm like oh i thought it was going to open in december but it was december of 2018 not december of 2017 so I have a feeling, unless they're behind schedule, that that's going to be open again. And that's a really fun road. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorites. you got to watch out, though. There's a lot of chickens that cross the road over there. Well, actually, uh, that? well, that for you. We to just have food. <laughs> anyway, so we're getting here down on our uh, end of the show. And uh, it's, uh, well, let's say, guys, I mean, it's our uh, thank you very much uh Brian, Robbie, Wade, I mean, boy, you know, you guys are regulars on our show at least once a month, and uh, it's the end of the year, uh, what you want to say? Come next, on. Next year, we're going to take call-ins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, there next you go. Year, happy New Year. Happy New Year, Mr. Brian. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, Work on year, those everyone. bikes, now or never. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you for showing up, and uh, thank you again for listening to uh, Racers Alley and Meet Me Radio here in the heart of the mission, a beautiful night. Yar, yar. And, uh, well, we'll see you next year on the New Year and uh, tell you how things go. Yar. Cheers. Adios. And uh, maybe we'll actually we'll have a time machine. Got to talk to actually Chuck. <laughs> Yar. <laughs>
We are the movers. That's why we're here. So move it. Yeah. Cast a wide net. Cast a wide net. Don't panic. Keep it organic. Let's keep it moving, keep it rolling, because that's what we're about to do. Summer is ahead, and then Election Day is next Tuesday, and beyond that, there's going to be a lot of interesting things happening. And so come on down to the Secret Garden tomorrow at 7 o'clock. It's going to be a beautiful evening, and it'll be a special event ceremony, I believe. Do I have that right, Val? That's what the word is. So let's do it. Thank you, Cambia, for gracing us with your presence and your energy and making sure that we're all present. Um, that's so important, and it really helps to uh, boost what, what we're all about here on the Common Thread Collective. And, yeah, go on out to the Secret Garden for MAP. Check out Mission Arts and Performance Project. It's going to be going on throughout the evening, free events in various spaces and places. Uh, Library Lady has the schedule right in front of her. Oh, yeah, there's actually some newer spots. Um, well, yes, yeah, Secret Garden, 23rd, on Harrison near 23rd, 2775 Harrison. Pathos on Harrison is often ground zero after party. Starts at 9 o'clock with David Kubrin and Jorge Molina. Um, I heard he might be here today. Well, it's just a guess. Yeah. Uh, sometimes he comes by uh, the day before a map to oh, do a little blessing, right. but we'll see. It's he's a, welcome. Oh, you know, he's welcome, yeah. yeah. It's 520 right now, so we'll, we're going to be wrapping up here in the next 15, 20 minutes Super. or so. Super. Okay, well, Community Music Center will be performing again, and the reason I want to mention them is that they've been around a long time. They don't have the opportunity to do map every session, but I ran into one of the singers from their um, Cuban salsa ensemble. I ran into her on BART the other day going downtown, and she said, yes, they are 544 Cap Street between 20th and 21st Community Music Center starting at 630 and going till 9.30, but you know how that salsa dancing is. Who knows? Right. I, I stumbled into that one last map. And uh, it was a whole it was a whole room full of salsa salsa in. Oh um, yeah. People it, were having a good time. 
yeah and that's it, a really cool space the, the the mission community music center i i had never been inside before but it's a really beautiful little kind of auditorium and they have summer school classes there too um yeah. if for for kids if um or young people who um either have uh, zero to some um pre uh, some in- instrument training so check out their summer camps too Oh yeah, that's um, that's wonderful that you remember that because um, it we get the little postcards sometimes mm-hmm. at the library and sometimes all we get is one poster. But um, so we love to just remind p- people and parents if you're looking for something fun and educational together. Right, and yeah. um, there there are some I believe there are some scholarships available as well. Oh, super! Yeah. Okay, well, um, some other venues, just real quick. Red Poppy Art House, which actually is, um, you know, I think that's where it all began. Yes. With MAP. And yes, they will be part of the whole thing. And someone from Mission Cultural Center was reminding us at one of the meetings that this is the 15th year of map or coming into the 15th year so they're planning a celebration at one of the maps later this year wow so keep your eyes on the mapp facebook page mission arts and performance project and um, often the website is available as well or just talk to one of the artists if you run into somebody on BART or in the neighborhood or downtown or wherever they might be here at Mutiny Radio. Just check in um, face-to-face, as David Kubrin would say, because he's not on Facebook, but Good for he's David available. Kubrin. Yes, and as Cambia just reminded us, a place where you can look people in the eye and become aware, and even if you're blind, we're, we're going to be there for you. So um, right. MAP is a great experience, um, whether you're from here and you've never been, or if you're in the neighborhood and you go sometimes, or if you're visiting from out of town, what a great opportunity to really get immersed in the local uh, arts and music culture of San Francisco because there's poetry, there's dance, there's music, there's sometimes there's the mime troupe. Is the, is the mime troupe on there this time? Because um, they have a little place on treat now. That's right. They, I didn't see them this time. Oh, I those. did hear that they have a lot of youth performance sessions coming up this summer. Maybe we'll get to see one of those around um, the city or around the Bay Area hopefully um but some of the oh now this is interesting i'm going to go to the very end of the list and that is because radio havana social club is um joining in i don't know if they've been at map in a while i'm not sure but um here they are they um got a variety of music and spoken word and a session called map storytelling by you okay sounds like an open mic for storytelling at the radio habana and that's on valencia right it's like between 21st and 22nd maybe yeah it's near the corner of corner of 22nd right near where city college opens on to valencia the mission campus campus. so 1109 valencia near 22nd that's starting at eight and um okay then going backwards another newer space noise bridge which is right a combination of 
actors and artists and hackers and musicians and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. I went there a couple weeks ago and um, they've got lightning talks, Noisebridge Social, and StoryCorps. This is kind of special because it'll be during the day. It starts at 1 o'clock tomorrow, Noisebridge Hackerspace, 2169 Mission, third floor, between 18th and 17th. And um, it'll be 1 to 6. It sounds like something new and inventive and lots of spoken word, but I know some of them are professional actors. I think there's going to be some theater. And I've got... um, just a couple more venues to mention. Artillery Art Gallery at Mission near 24th. Alley Cat Books, Mission Cultural Center. And don't forget, Adobe Books is often part of the scene. Check it out. They're right down the street from Alley Cat, so it doesn't hurt to just wander by and see what's up at Adobe Books. And um, that's it, but it'll be all day and into the night, starting at Noise Bridge and panning out around the Mission 